2: We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio,
1: the voice of an awakening world.
2: Welcome to A Course in Miracles.
1: So happy to be with you on this beautiful day. So grateful to dive deeply into this topic, Fear to Freedom. Yes. Everybody's stuff is up. (laughs) Let's clear it out. Let's move on. So let's begin with a prayer. Oh, I invite you to place your hand on your heart with me. Mm, Let's... Take these breaths of love and gratitude and go deep into that perfect love that we are. Let us open ourselves to the power of love in our lives. We're washing ourselves clean with unconditional, unprecedented love. Yes. This is our true nature. It's our true identity. And we're grateful and thankful that we can shift our mind from fear to freedom. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to a healing right now, in this moment. We're opening ourselves for a miraculous shift taking place in our heart and in our mind, and we truly share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We're grateful and we're thankful to let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes, 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 yes. So, as I was preparing for today's broadcast, I uh, was reading in chapter 18 in the section 9 called The Two Worlds. And I love this. It says here, and this is in paragraph 3, it it talks about... uh, moving into that divine perception. It says, God can bring you there if you are willing to follow the Holy Spirit through seeming terror, trusting Him not to abandon you and leave you there. For it is not His purpose to frighten you, but only yours. You are severely tempted to To abandon him at the outside ring of fear. But he would lead you safely through and far beyond. Through the seeming terror. Will we follow the Holy Spirit through the seeming terror? Now, as I was contemplating this, what came into my awareness, I I love how the Higher Self, the Holy Self, the I Am Presence, the Holy Spirit, whatever name you give to it, leads me through uh, the the steps to clarity. So as I was contemplating about fear uh, earlier in my preparation, I recognized in my own life, when I was a little girl growing up, I... Seem to be on the outside, for, by all appearances, I seem to be angry. I seem to be rebellious. Now, yeah, I may have brought all that karmic belief in with me into this lifetime to be healed in this lifetime. And it was often met by my parents and my grandparents um, trying to control me and making my frustrations my confusion my upset wrong or bad and they wanted to control me and manipulate me uh punish me scare me intimidate me all those things that had worked for generations upon generations of raising children and uh that whole children should be seen and not heard and uh Just all the ways that many people were parented did not work on me. I think part of my spiritual nature, if you will, was uh, absolutely indomitable by someone else's ego and even my own (laughs) experience of ego. And so I would rebel and I would uh, throw a fit or as my grandmother used to call it, a hissy fit. And uh, she's from the South. And uh, when my father would say, Jennifer, there's no need for you to get upset. In my child's mind, I thought, well, what, what are you talking about? I, what, what, do I have to fill out an application that gets approved in order for me to be upset? No, it doesn't work that way. I'm upset, Dad. I need your help. but." You know, his in his approach, the loving thing to do was to not let me get upset or to make it wrong or bad to try to teach me being upset is not acceptable. But that didn't work for me because that, in my child's mind, uh, the meaning that I made of it was, oh, you're not listening to me. You don't understand me. I'm not getting e- upset enough. You're not getting it, so I need to get more upset. So I would get more upset and more upset. And um, and really, I experienced a, a, a lot of unpleasantness in my childhood years and teen years. was not happy a lot of the time uh, and felt afraid a lot of the time because I noticed that personally I was so emotionally volatile, it scared me. It terrified me, and I noticed that I was really willing at the drop of a hat to uh, go ballistic or to um, say mean things to the people I loved, and that terrified me. That really scared me, and I really felt for a long time, well into adulthood, that my best hope for happiness was to try to control and manipulate everything in my world. And so, of course, I learned that that's not possible, it's not desirable, that the smartest, wisest thing is to surrender trying to control everything and to give that Uh, control, if you will, that lead to the higher Holy Spirit self, but that requires trust, and I did not have that. (laughs) So I could only uh, trust in my own ability to know what was right and wrong, and that was my faculty of judgment, which was so skewed, because I was so afraid all of the time and felt so unworthy, so bad, so wrong, and uh, deranged, really. Um, I really felt that uh, there was something horribly, terribly wrong with me, that I was so out of control all the time, and unpredictable, and, and unhappy, and judgmental. And I did not understand that all that fear was of my own making. I did not understand that. It really did not. Now, in the chapter 2 of the text, Fear and Conflict section, it is so clear, it is so crystal clear about fear. And what it says is that fear is the evidence that you have chosen wrongly. And what it really says is that uh, you are choosing to judge. You're choosing to believe things that are not true. And you think your opinions are correct. You think your judgments are correct. And that is the cause of your fear. And Jesus says to us right here at the beginning of the fear and conflict section, being afraid seems to be involuntary, something beyond your own control. Yet I've already said that only constructive acts should be involuntary. My control can take over everything that does not matter, while my guidance can direct everything that does If you so choose. Fear cannot be controlled by me, but it can be self-controlled. So we can control the fear. It says, fear prevents me, prevents Jesus, from giving you my control. So when we allow ourselves to judge and then we go into fear then we are not able to align with Jesus, with the higher self, the holy self, the I am presence, with the perfect loving mind of God that is our true identity. It says, fear prevents me from giving you my control. The presence of fear shows that you have raised body thoughts to the level of the mind. This removes them from mind control and makes you feel personally responsible for them. This is an obvious confusion of levels. So all healing is at the level of the mind. It's not at the level of the body. It's not at the level of the world of effects. So when we're trying to control things at the level of effect, we are going to fail. Now, we might be able to manage or control or manipulate somebody with our emotions, right? We've all tried to do that with our loved ones, haven't we? Or with our co-workers to try to manage, control, and manipulate them with our emotions, with our feelings, with our attitudes, and our moods, and our behavior. We've tried all kinds of ways to control and manipulate things in the world of effects, but we're not able to do that successfully and get the results we really would like. So we might be able to control, manage or manipulate somebody to, let's say, do something we'd like them to do. But very often, the end goal that we have in mind is that if people will do what we would like them to do, then we will be happy. If people would live the way we would like them to live, then we will be happy. When I am able to control, manage, and manipulate the circumstances in my life, then I can make them be the way that will make me happy. However, throughout the history of time, no one has ever been able to successfully do this because our happiness is not circumstantial. It is not based on the world of effects. Our joy, our freedom, our harmony, our peace... Our love, our wisdom, our clarity, all the good things of life, our creativity, every good thing in life comes from the spirit. And so it cannot be gained through trying to control, manage, or manipulate the circumstances. So when we're fearful, we've chosen wrongly. We've chosen to believe that opinion, that judgment. We've chosen to believe that we are right and we know. But the reason why we feel afraid is because deep down, we know that we don't know. And that's the real reason we're afraid. Because when we are trying to control or manage or judge the circumstances of our life, and we think that that is an effective method to live our life, then we are setting up ourselves to feel afraid. Because it is choosing that judgment that managing, that controlling, that manipulating, that blocks the flow of love in our life. It blocks the flow of divine insight and wisdom. And the result is we're cut off from our own whole, cut off from that flow of love. And we have done it by our own choice. We have done it willfully, convincing ourselves that this is the best choice. When in fact, it is the least best choice. The best choice is trust. The best choice is faith. But when we think we know better all the time, we're going to experience suffering. And the first experience of suffering is usually fear. And it says here, When you are fearful, you've chosen wrongly. And right before that, it says, it is pointless to believe that controlling the outcome of misthought can result in healing. Again, controlling. When you're fearful, you've chosen wrongly. That is why you feel responsible for it. You must change your mind, not your behavior. And this is a matter of willingness. So how many times do you think that changing your behavior or trying to control somebody else's behavior, whether they're drinking or they're not drinking, what they're eating, where they're going and what they're doing, what you, where you're going and what you're doing, what you're eating or not eating or drinking or all those things, trying to change the behavior. Rather than your mind, these are all the ways that the ego insidiously takes over our will. But we can choose to align our will with divine will, and as it says here, Jesus says, My control can take over everything that does not matter while my guidance can direct everything that does, if you so choose. There's a very simple prayer. Jesus, please, take control over everything that does not matter and guide me and direct me in everything that does. Jesus, take control over everything that does not matter and guide me and direct me in everything that does. Hmm feel my heart opening just saying that. Yes. A little bit later in this section on fear and conflict, it says here, the truth is that you're responsible for what you think because it is only at this level that you can exercise choice. So, what I'm suggesting here today is that... We decide that we're going to move through that valley of shadow. We're going to allow our elder brother Jesus, the higher Holy Spirit self, to go with us. We're going to follow the Holy Spirit through the seeming terror, trusting Him not to abandon us. And leave us there. We're going to give Jesus the authority to guide us and direct us in everything that matters. And allow ourselves to know the truth that sets us free. The only way for us to do that is to consciously decide we're not going to be judging anymore. We're not going to be controlling and manipulating anymore. It requires such an incredible level of trust and faith. And you know what? I know we're up to the task. I know we're ready. And I'm so grateful that we're doing it together. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles at Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, and we're walking the talk. And we'll be right back.
2: you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world that's easier than ever with mobile giving just text unity radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives we are all on the journey together making sense of this life finding our spirituality growing and evolving As we travel through this world, Unity Magazine is your resource for gaining a deeper understanding of life. Unity Magazine is on the forefront of spiritual discovery with articles and features from leading authors, teachers, and philosophers. Stimulate your thinking and strengthen your spirituality with Unity Magazine. Sample a free trial issue or subscribe today at unitymagazine.org. We know that God is the source of our prosperity, but how do we manifest it in our lives? We simply change our limiting patterns around money, relationships, and health. Then, naturally, our vitality goes up, and so does our cash flow. We start to live with purpose, sharing our unique ability. Join us on Prosperity Power Hour every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Time to claim your divine inheritance. Prosperity for All. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles. Living the love, walking the talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk.
1: So we're back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about eliminating fear and stepping into freedom. And part of why it's on my mind these days is because I've redesigned my Finding Freedom class, my seven-week spiritual boot camp class. And uh, in that class, I share exactly the tools that helped me to eliminate this terrorizing fear I used to feel. And I used to act out so much from that fear. And today, as I was contemplating earlier, I was thinking about some of the world situations and um, uh, we just have uh, the news that it looks like Robin Williams committed suicide and uh, we've got all kinds of conflict in the Middle East and uh, so many situations that seem uh, out of control fear where people are literally collapsing in fear or they're attacking their, their, Uh, acting out in high levels of fear. And uh, what I was saying at the beginning of the episode was that I, I used to act on a childish level. I used to act... That way. There wasn't that much difference in my throwing a hissy fit in the family uh, energetically and what's happening on a national scale where people are throwing missiles and bombs and doing those kinds of things as a child. If I had had those weapons, I might have used them, right? So the thing is, is that uh, a small number of people around the planet are acting out the fear and the way that we can contribute to the healing of that is to do our own healing work. So in in my, this is a very, just a personal uh, sharing here in my family, people used to be very sarcastic. They would, be attacking and things like that and it was just the way we were it was literally uh just how we were all taught to behave that if you were upset you might take it out on someone else if you felt vulnerable you would throw uh, a fit if you were not getting what you wanted or you you needed you would become cold and uh, angry or you would shut down or you would become uh volatile, you know, opposite ends of the spec- spectrum. That's just what we did in my family. I don't think it was that unique. I think a lot of people are raised that way. But I reached a point in my life where as I was moving into my late 20s and 30s, where I couldn't stand it anymore I wanted to kill myself because I didn't see any way out of the madness and unlike Bill Thetford and Helen Shookman I didn't think there was a better way I didn't know how to find a better way there was no clue for me but I didn't kill myself and i i began to pray i began to meditate now it took me a long time because i didn't have someone to clearly explain it to me but once i decided it took me a long time but i finally got to a place where i decided i am going to be loving as my number one priority in my life i am going to partner up that's what I call it, with the higher Holy Spirit self, and I'm going to call upon the company of heaven, the angels, the ascended masters, Jesus, Mother Mary, Kuan Yin, my ancestors, anybody that would help me to make a loving choice. And I made the determination that when there was fear, and there was terror, and there was Tremendous temptation to go into controlling and manipulating and becoming argumentative and attacking and condemning and judgmental. That I was going to do my very best to surrender all that thinking and all that behavior, all that miscreative behavior. to. The higher self to the Holy Spirit to the Masters, to help me find the Christ light in my heart and live from there and it was the hardest thing I ever did was to keep that commitment to the best of my ability now I really i I fell down day after day after day I would fall off the wagon day after day after day but I would get back on every day every single day no matter how many times I moved into judgment into complaining into attacking throughout the day I would always get back on the wagon I made that my number one commitment and I really did exactly what it says here which is I became willing to follow the Holy Spirit through seeming terror, trusting Him not to abandon and leave me there. And what I learned is that when the temptation to collapse into judgment, to collapse into attack, to collapse into thoughts of lack and limitation, to collapse into helplessness, and worry and doubt and fear and all those things was the very most tempting to me. That if I could choose love, choose to hand it over to the Holy Spirit, choose to partner up at those most desperate times, then those beliefs and those patterns and those habits and those behaviors would be healed. So I really began to lean into the invisible field of love. Now, some people are very clairvoyant, and they can see ascended masters and angels and things like that. I don't really have that level of clarity. In terms of vision. Some people can hear divine voices. And I've heard divine voices a few times. But not frequently. And uh, for me what I do is I get a sense of things. I get a sense of what the guidance is. It comes. uh, Now it comes more as thoughts. Or um, uh, it comes as thoughts and feelings most of the time. I do get other kinds of insight and intuition. But back then, it was just a feeling. It was just a feeling. And I had to, in order to be successful in learning to really put love first, I had to learn to trust the feeling that was not ego, that was spirit. And I had to learn to discern the difference. And I had to learn to be more and more obedient to the guidance in order to get more of it. So this is what Jesus is saying here. My control can take over everything that does not matter, while my guidance can direct everything that does, if you so choose. But fear prevents Jesus from giving us his control. So when we allow ourselves to try to go into judging, controlling, attacking, managing, manipulating, uh, feeling guilty and ashamed and all of those things, when we allow ourselves to entertain that stuff, then basically Jesus has to just sit and wait until we're not interested in that anymore. And that's how I learned to really say to those feelings and those behaviors and those thought patterns of separation to really be able to say, get thee behind me. I am not interested in that anymore. I will not act that out again. I am done with that. And like I said before, at the time that it's most tempting for us to fall into the old patterns of self-sabotage and self-medication and lack and attack. When it's most tempting is the very moment when we can have the greatest amount of healing transformation if we choose to partner up, and to let the higher Holy Spirit self, to let Jesus guide us in that moment. That is the most powerful moment. Because when it's darkest, when it's most terrifying, when it's most tempting to manage, to control, to judge, to blame, to shame, to attack, to give in to thoughts of lack and limitation. Woe is me. I'm justified in my self-medication because woe is me. This is all I have. This self-medication is all I have. When, when that is the feeling, that is the time when we can rise to new heights if we but choose not to give in. So the appearance is that fear is caused by circumstances, by conditions. And this is what Jesus says. The correction of fear is your responsibility. When you ask for release from fear, you're implying that it's not. Right? So when we ask for release from fear, from heaven, from spirit, we're implying that fear was created by spirit and not by our choices. We can release ourselves from fear by saying, I choose love. These thoughts of lack, attack, control, manipulation, I am not interested in feeding them anymore. I'm not interested in feeding them anymore. I'm interested in allowing divine guidance to lead. I don't know what anything is for. I'm never upset for the reason, I think. So Jesus says to us, when you ask for release from fear, you're implying that it's not your responsibility. You should ask instead for help in the conditions that have brought the fear about. These conditions always entail a willingness to be separate. So the conditions that we think are causing our fear Are founded in a willingness to be separate. When we choose to judge, control, manipulate, and energize thoughts of lack and attack, we are willing to be separate. Of course we are. What is the thing that's going to make us feel the most separate? Thoughts of judgment, thoughts of lack, thoughts of attack. Trying to control and manipulate. No one who isn't interested in feeling separate would ever think thoughts of lack and attack. No one who isn't interested in separation would not judge. Would not be trying to control and manipulate. When we're in trust and faith... When we trust God, when we have faith in the higher Holy Spirit self, we don't control and manipulate. We don't do that anymore. We're done with that behavior. We're done with that thinking. So the conditions of fear always entail a willingness to be separate because the conditions are a projection of our mind. And it is the willingness to be separate in our thinking, at the level of the mind that creates those conditions that we think are the cause of our fear. So it says next, Jesus says to us, You're much too tolerant of mind-wandering and are passively condoning your mind's miscreations. The particular result does not matter, but the fundamental error does. The correction is always the same. Now, see, to me, I find this incredibly comforting. There are so many comforting things in A Course of Miracles. How comforting is it to hear the correction is always the same, right? So we can just learn what the correction is and keep using that correction. That's the correction for fear. And here it is. Before you choose to do anything, ask me if your choice is in accord with mine. If you are sure that it is, there will be no fear. If you are sure that it is, there will be no fear. If you are sure that your choice is in accord with Jesus, there will be no fear. So. If your choice makes you feel afraid, if the options make you feel afraid, you're not in accord with your teacher. So the correction's always the same. Before you choose to do anything, ask and it is given. Ask for clarity. Show me, guide me, and it is given. Fear is always a sign of strain arising whenever what you want conflicts with what you do. Fear is always a sign of strain arising whenever what you want conflicts with what you do. If you want the peace of God, but you choose to manage, c- control, manipulate, To collapse into thoughts of lack and limitation. What you're doing. What you're choosing. Is not in alignment. With what you say you want. You say you want the peace of God. But it's not what you're choosing. Fear is always a sign of strain arising whenever what you want conflicts with what you do. So I invite you in this moment right now to think of the situation in your life that causes you to feel afraid, the one that really brings up the most fear for you. And look inside there with an open mind and take the hand of your elder brother Jesus Take the hand of the Holy Spirit and say, Guide me through this valley of shadow, this time of terror, and help me to understand where I am choosing what I do not want. I am interested in eliminating that conflict from my mind. I am only interested in choosing the peace of God. If you're really interested in choosing the peace of God, whatever the decision is, whatever the choice for you is, to experience the peace of God will become clear to you in your mind. And you can choose that. How wonderful that we can say to Jesus, Guide us. Guide and direct me in everything that matters. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and just as we're going into this break, I'd like to let you know a couple of things that are coming up. The Living A Course in Miracles Greek Retreat, Finding Freedom Class at JenniferHadley.com. Check it out while we're on the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, A Course in Miracles, where we're living the love and we're walking the talk, and we'll be right back.
2: and more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla.
0: Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focus, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free every Friday at 2 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Thanks for joining me. So happy to be talking about this freedom from fear. Yes, transforming the fear. Because when I look at the world and I see the people that are acting out of fear, they do not know that there is a better way, that there is another way. One of the things that I cannot make emphasis enough on is that the way out of fear requires giving up the judgment. And what it says in paragraph five of uh, this text, the fear and conflict section in chapter two, it says, Whenever there is fear, it is because you have not made up your mind. Your mind is therefore split, and your behavior inevitably becomes erratic. Correcting at the behavioral level can shift the error from the first to the second type, but will not obliterate fear. So, when we focus on trying to shift our behavior rather than focusing on our mind, We are focusing on the effect rather than the cause. Now, it takes great willingness to be able to take the hand of the Holy Spirit, take the hand of Jesus, and walk through the terror, trusting them to lead you to the other side. And yet, it is what seems to be required of all of us if we're going to live a life without fear. There comes a point when we must really choose not to be managing, manipulating, avoiding, and we must confront the darkness in order to see that it is not real. It is made up of our own projections. And the Holy Spirit cannot ask more than you're willing to do. That's what it says here. It says, it is possible to reach a state in which you bring your mind under my guidance without conscious effort, but this implies a willingness that you've not developed as yet. So right now, if you're experiencing fear, it takes conscious effort, and that conscious effort can seem really difficult it can seem excruciating because the ego will be screaming no 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 to choosing to be guided by the holy spirit and jesus so that's where you get to decide who you're going to put in charge of your life and of your healing And many people are experiencing themselves now at a crossroads because there's some kind of conflict that they're experiencing in their life that is letting them know that the old way won't work anymore. So it might be some kind of an emotional challenge. It might be a relationship challenge. It might be a physical challenge. It might be a work-related or a financial challenge. Uh, any kind of a challenge you can think of, what it's doing is helping you to see you can do it differently than you've ever done it before. And what about calling upon Jesus to guide you through it, turning it over, and following that guidance? It's radical. It is so radical. It was so radical for me. I remember talking with Regina Dawn Akers about this on the radio show a couple of years ago. And uh, I'm just coming up to um, finishing the third year of the radio show. Isn't that amazing? There's a ha- almost 150 episodes uh, of the radio show. I think next week actually is 150. How cool is that? And um, I had Regina on a couple of years ago and she talked about when she was making this decision to follow this guidance that the Holy Spirit was giving her, that Jesus was giving her the higher self, whatever you want to call it, that it was so terrifying to her that over and over and over again, the only way she could handle it was she would go to the bed, get under the covers Crawl up in the fetal position with the covers over her head. Just trying to deal with the terrors. But she did. She moved through it. And I can relate to that. Believe me, I can relate to that. So many times I've been brought to my knees in terror, in fear, in humility, in uh, surrender. And thank God I learned to do that and say, I am surrendering. I'm surrendering, I'm surrendering, I'm surrendering. This is beyond my ability. I have to follow divine guidance. I have to turn it over. And there is not one time in my life, I'm telling you this, my friend, that I truly turned it over to the higher Holy Spirit self, to the divine guidance that it didn't go better than if I tried to manage and control it myself. There is not one time when it didn't go better for me. So it says here, there is no strain in doing God's will as soon as you recognize that it is also your own. God's will is your will. There is only one will. This is the message of A Course in Miracles. Divine will is our will because there's only one. The ego, the will of the ego is not God's will. It is not our will because the ego is no thing. It is not real. The lesson here is quite simple, it says, but particularly apt to be overlooked. I will therefore repeat it, urging you to listen. Only your mind can produce fear. It does so whenever it is conflicted in what it wants, producing inevitable strain because wanting and doing are discordant. This can be corrected only by accepting a unified goal. The first corrective step in undoing the error is to know first that the conflict is an expression of fear. Say to yourself that you must somehow have chosen not to love, or the fear could not have arisen. So all fear is the byproduct of choosing not to love. Willfully choosing not to love. That's the cause of all fear. And that is within our control. We can choose to love always, every time. Fear arises from lack of love. The only remedy for lack of love is perfect love. Perfect love is the atonement. So we're choosing the atonement for ourselves. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, and this section ends with there are no idle thoughts. All thinking produces form at some level. Form is that feeling of fear. So let's have a healing. Let us learn to seek help (laughs) from one who can help us and to live in that space. Uh, just as I'm closing out here, I'd like to mention that we still have a couple of spots left in the Greek retreat in September. First week of September with Gary Renard, myself, uh, Maria Felipe, who was my guest last week, Patricia Black from Ireland. We're going to have a wonderful time in Greece the entire first week of retreat on the Greek island of Andros. It's so lovely there. We're going to do some deep healing and we're going to have lots of play and fun. The next Living a Course of Miracles series is coming, and uh, will be announced at livingacourseofmiracles.com very shortly. Membership at livingacourseofmiracles.com is free. Join us right away, and if you're interested in the free classes and uh, finding freedom, my seven-week spiritual boot camp where I lead you through the exact steps that brought me so much freedom and eliminated the causes of fear in my life. If you'd like to walk through that boot camp class with me, check it out at jenniferhadley.com. All right, I invite you to place your hand on your heart right now and take a breath of love and gratitude with me as we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We call upon our elder brother Jesus and we say, you guide us. You lead us. You decide for us. We're grateful and thankful to let the truth set us free. We're choosing the atonement for ourselves. In gratitude, we let it be. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Thank you for being my prayer partner this week. Mwah.
2: Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way.
0: From mayhem to miracle, from disaster to divine, Ramps to Revelations Radio finds the opportunities for spiritual growth in everyday moments. Drawing from current headlines to pop culture, Reverend Ogan blurs the lines between the sacred and the profane, bringing meaning to the meaningless, with guests who are dedicated to transforming the world for good. Join Ogan live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central for Rants to Revelations Radio.
2: Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Reverends Dale Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music—it's the only thing that the whole world listens to.
1: Music speaks louder than words when you sing.
0: What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe.